Welcome to the PR Master Series podcast. I'm Rich Cicchetti, Senior Partner of the Stevens Group. The Stevens Group is sponsoring this podcast series with our partner, Compro.biz. Our guest is Ron Tarosian. Ron Tarosian is the founder and CEO of 5W Public Relations, one of the 15th largest independently owned PR firms in the United States. Since founding 5WPR in 2003, he has led the New York City-based agency's growth, overseeing more than 175 professionals today. Ron is regularly recognized as an industry leader, and his firm has been named Agency of the Year by the American Business Awards on multiple occasions. Ron was named the Stevie's American Business Awards 2019 Entrepreneur of the Year and ABA PR Executive of the Year. He is an Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year semifinalist, and he was named to PR Week's 40 Under 40 list. His book, For Immediate Release, Shape Minds, Build Brands, and Deliver Results with Game-Changing Public Relations, is an industry bestseller. He also was a frequent lecturer at some of the country's most prestigious universities and colleges, including Harvard University, New York University, and Brooklyn College. Throughout his career, Ron has worked with some of the world's most iconic brands, such as L'Oreal, Unilever, Walgreens, Sinclair Broadcast Group, Coca-Cola, and McDonald's. A New York City native, Ron Tarosian lives in Manhattan with his children. He is a member of Young Presidents Organization and is active in numerous charities. So, without further delay, I bring you Ron Tarosian. Ron, welcome to the PR Master Series podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, now, Ron, uh, I ask all of our, our guests this, but would you please give our listeners a, a brief uh, snapshot of your of your background, and then um, and then please give us a, a brief snapshot of who, what, where, when, and why, better known as Five W. Yes. Uh, the PR firm you founded at the ripe old age of 29. Yes. So the name of my firm is 5WPR, which stands for who, what, when, where, who, what, when, where, and why. Fundamentals of communications, you know, the five W's. Um, we're now, yes, we were founded in 2003, and thankfully today we're about 175 people. We're headquartered in the iconic Helmsley building in uh, midtown Manhattan. And um, we do about 50% B2C, 50% B2B, a mixture of everything from traditional media relations to influencer relations to digital media. You know, these days, thankfully, we're a full-service Marcom firm, um, and business is great, and life is great. Why don't you give us a little background about you? I mean, there was life before 5W. What that look like? Life before 5W. I'm a native New Yorker. Yes, <laughs> Was there indeed, life you know, before 5W? <laughs> yes, indeed, we exist. I'm a native New Yorker, um, born in Brooklyn, raised in the Bronx, um, product of the New York City public school system. I graduated uh, Stuyvesant High School here in Manhattan, um, went to SUNY Albany, State University of New York at Albany. Um, after college, I lived in Israel for a few years working in politics, working for the Likud Party, which is today Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's ruling party. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my first real PR job was for an agency named G.S. Schwartz at the time. Um, 
the time was on 31st and Park Avenue South. I started, I don't know, I think it's an AE or an AC. Had to be 98, maybe. I was 24, I think. Um, worked there for a few years. Then I worked for uh, Michael Kempner's MWWPR, um, where, I was oh, yeah. group, where I was a VP group director, <clears throat> I think, something along those lines. And um, worked for MWW for about a little bit less than three years. And then um, founded my own firm in five in um, 2003. Um, so that's, you know, a little background on me. By far the most important, best part of my life is my two awesome daughters. Um, I'm involved in a variety of different charity work. Israel's very important to me. Um, you know, so there's a variety of different charities, which I spend a lot of time on and are really important to me. And... Um, my girls in my life, I live walking distance to the office, so I live in Manhattan. I try and work out almost every day, run over every day. I read a lot. I play chess, variety of different things which, um, you know, excite me, invigorate me, keep me going. It was, um, it was, it was fun doing, uh, doing my research uh, in preparation for this podcast interview. Uh, I discovered that uh, apart from uh, being one of the most successful PR agency owners, in the history of this profession, uh, you actually might have missed your real calling. Um, I watched me. the three. Uh, well, I, 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 I watched three YouTube videos of you uh, in the past uh, few days, and two of the three were of you lecturing recently to a, a packed room of students at Harvard University. And then uh, there was uh, one more of you. Uh, lecturing at Brooklyn College back in 2015, uh, I feel like I should be calling you Professor Terosian. Uh From what I could see uh, on those videos, you, you would have made a great one. What made you choose a career in public relations? You know, I'm still trying to figure it out. I got to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> you know, I always said I wanted to be a lawyer. Very, I very much wanted to be a lawyer. Um, but I grew up, you know, without much money and raised by a single mom. And the thought of um, that debt, the thought of going into that kind of debt for law school terrified me. Um, I used to be a really great basketball player. I used to play basketball a lot. So I remember talking to guys a few years older than me while I played ball, and all lawyers seemed to hate their jobs. So that kind of turned me off. I thought I wanted to be a psychologist. I thought I, I thought I want you know I wanted to be a lawyer like on Law and Order. You know, like that's a cool lawyer. You know, but very few lawyers right, actually get right, to practice right. law. They got to push papers. <laughs> then I thought I wanted to be a psychiatrist. And um, again, the thought of medical school for years really also didn't excite me. Then I thought I wanted to be a journalist. But um, even back then, you know, 20-something years ago when I was in school, I knew journalists didn't make a lot of money, and I grew up without a lot of money. I knew I wanted to make money, and so journalism, for that reason, turned me off. And, um, you know, my I was working in politics at the time in Israel, and there was a guy who was active in the Likud party, in, my, in the political party I was active in, and he worked at some small PR firm in Israel, and he needed somebody who spoke English for the day, and he said to me, you know, hey, will you come work? This was 1996, I want to say. So 23 years ago, I'm 45, 21 years old. And um, he says to me, hey, you don't want to come freelance at my PR firm for the day. You know, I'll give you, I don't remember, $150 for the day. At that point, for $150, you know, I might have, you know, marched through the Sahara Desert, you know, for $150. Wow. <laughs> I might have marched right. barefoot for a few weeks. You know, I was like, $150, I'll do anything. Come on. 
So I remember I did like two days of PR for him or something, I got $300 or something. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of fun. This is really interesting. Um, you know, and so I guess, you know, like a lot of other young people, I just, you know, matter of fact, by accident, went to went went, went into PR. And um, it wasn't like I, you know, said, wow, I need to work in PR. I, I really didn't know. I knew that media interested me. I knew that shaping minds interested me. Um, you know, for a long time, politics was a passion. I can't, you know, I'm still involved in politics, but I think politics is a really difficult lifestyle. We can talk about that later. But, but PR was really something that I happened into by accident. And, um, you know, thankfully today we're doing okay and we're just getting started. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, given the, the nature of, of what we do at, at the Stevens Group, we, we work with, with dozens of entrepreneurs who own PR firms, as you know. Now, what is it about being the CEO of 5W that, that drives you the way it does, that, that drives you to get up the crack of dawn every morning and into your office before the sun rises and then leave the office every night, you know, well after the sun has set? So those of us who work in PR did not choose an easy lifestyle. You know, I got to tell you, you know, it's something, frankly, you know, my uh, my older daughter, my 14-year-old daughter already is convinced she wants to work in PR, and I talk to her a lot about it. And I think PR is a really tough way to make a living. It's nonstop. It's all the time. Um, today, I'm driven much as I was, you know, 16, 17 years ago by building a much larger, great PR firm. I am driven by building a best of, by continuing to build a best of breed PR agency. We want to continue to do the best work versus any other agency. I want to make my clients money and I want my people to really give a damn about what they do. And I think that that's what we've tried to do at 5WPR. And, you know, over the last 15, 16, 17 years, we've been among, you know, the largest fastest growing over the last many years and we continue to do that but that's what drives me what drives me is building doing great work and um, that's what really drives me just doing great work for our clients and building a larger business well you know what but what interests me about what you your your answer is that um, I mean I know you and I'm hard-pressed to imagine what you more you could do to build your business better and faster than you already have. I mean, your, your track record is remarkable. Um, well, what, 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 what could you possibly do? I mean, uh, you, you can't split yourself in two. What would you do? It's nice to hear you say that, but I want to build much larger. I'm not, you know, I don't want to say I'm not happy. I'm thrilled. Life is amazing. Life is great, but I feel like we can build much, much, much larger. I genuinely and really feel like, um, you know, there's a great Jay-Z song, which I listen to all the time. It's called, you know, my first – for him, it's my first song. But he talks about how you need to treat every day in the office like it's your first day in the office. For me, we are very much a startup company. For me, 5WPR is still a startup. We very much have a startup mentality that is, you know, even if we're 175 people – we're still always in the process of setting new things in motion. We're still very much, you know, I have a startup mentality culture 
that were passionate and were driven by were driven by a high energy with an engaged workforce who you know wow. believe we're, 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 we're smart we're different we're out of the box and a lot of people say it but yeah I mean I started this morning you know today's I don't know you know today's Tuesday I had a breakfast with a client at 8 a.m. today and um, I'm going I'm going all day today, and I won't be done before 7.30, 8 o'clock today. And that's for me still, you know, 17 years later, still very much the case. We're driven by building, you know, something that can continue to be relevant, creative, and we believe we fill a niche for clients who really want an agency that gives a damn. But, we're, you know, we're driven by continuing to build, by embracing change, by encouraging questions, by making room for mistakes, you know, we know that we're passionate about giving a damn for our clients and for our staff, and we cheer each other on, and we appreciate what we do. Um, so I very much you know it's humbling to hear you say, you know, what more could you do? What more could you do? What more could you do? But I always have a whiteboard in my office with a million things that I always want to do, well, and um, well. you know, we want to continue to build on that. Let's let's look at that that whole startup mentality thing that you talked about. That's very interesting. Let's look at that in a minute. Um, I want to come back to it. Um, and, and, and like you just said, I mean, I'm sure you, you would agree, well, you just said it, that, that owning a PR agency or being in the business in general requires a, a sort of unique blend of, 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 of talent and, and skills unlike um, no other profession I can think of. And, and in many ways, owning a successful PR firm especially ones as successful as 5W, to my mind, defines what it means to be an entrepreneur. So, Professor Terosian, can you please tell us what the word entrepreneur means to you? You know, it's funny. Um, You know, my my ex-wife, the mother of my daughters, you know, I used to joke with her that, you know, when my first daughter was born that I already had a kid and my kid was named 5WPR. And, um, you know, today I'm the, father of two, I'm the father of two awesome daughters, but I'm also the father of a business, you know, 5WPR. Yeah. I very much feel like that. I feel like, you know, being an entrepreneur is a lot like being a parent. It's nonstop. It's all the time. It's constant. Um you know, and, and I think that that's what being an entrepreneur is. An entrepreneur is always on, always driven, always going. Um, and I very much feel like that's the case. You know, I'm involved in a bunch of other start. You know, I'm involved with a bunch of other startups um, as an investor, as a board member, as a number of other things. You know, separate from you know five hundred PR, and those are also things that excite me, and you know other businesses. But being an entrepreneur is very much about, you know, owning your own, owning your own place. And, you know, and it's one of the reasons we're independent is, and I love to see other firms getting bought up. I think it's hard for companies to keep building when there's a master, you know, who's making decisions for them. We're able to make decisions as quickly as we want and as we want with the best interest of our staff and our clients. Well, you know, I, I, I hear what you're, I hear what you're saying, but um, oh, there's something there, there's something I that, that you, you didn't say, um, uh, and I want to ask you about it. I mean, uh, there, there's something. It, it, it almost goes to the cellular level. It's a cellular level. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's part of your DNA. I mean, how is someone to know if if they are cut out to be an entrepreneur? I mean, is it a it's, 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 is it a native skill set like acting or playing tennis or 
basketball or, or having a mind for mathematics, or is it a learned skill that comes with, you know, as Malcolm Gladwell says, you know, 10,000 hours of practice, or is it a combination of both? You, you had to know somewhere along the way that whether you were using the word entrepreneur or not, there was something about you that's, uh, that you realized at some point along the way before you started five or even before you got into the PR business that said, I'm different. I've got for me, for myself, again, I think me. the question, I think the question you're asking isn't an easy one. Um, and I think that, you know, for every person, you know, today we live in, you know, this contractor nation where everybody, you know, works. Is the guy who drives your Uber, he's essentially an entrepreneur. You know, I just took an Uber to work. Yeah. Uh, you know, I took an Uber to a meeting earlier. And that guy's an entrepreneur. He works for himself. There's different types of entrepreneurs. There's entrepreneurs who want it for lifestyle. There's entrepreneurs who want it for a variety of different reasons. I can tell you for me. And for me, I spend a lot of time reading. But I really focus on me, on what's important for for me personally and professionally, I knew I was very bad at following rules, and I still am. I believe and still be- I believed and still believe that this is an industry that's still ripe for disruption. I think there are, you know, even as we continue to grow, I think there's very few agencies that really want to grow and very few agencies that really want to do amazing work. Um, you know, for a lot of years, I made a lot of noise and, you know, got a lot of press. And I've stayed away from that the last few years on purpose, really because I think that, you know, people don't understand it in an industry. While we're supposed to be very creative, while we're supposed to be very outspoken, there's very few in this industry that are really outspoken. There's very few in this industry that really do things differently. Now, they might say they do, but I just, I continue 17 years later to not believe that. And so... You know, for me personally, I'm driven by creating something much, much, much larger. And um, no, you know, I, I, we 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 we're continuing to drive something and build something much, much larger. Okay. Well, then, having said that, um, when when you first started Five W, was that your mindset? I yeah, want to build something that I don't building. want to make my, it big. And I got to tell you, one of the reasons that I started my agency, you know, it's funny, you know, when I started, I wanted to build a big media relations shop. And so for me at the time, you know, there were two great media relations agencies, which are New York focused. Okay. There was Howard Rubenstein, who was in his 70s. There was Dan Cloris, who was in his 60s. There was really nobody behind them in my mind that, you know, at that 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And now those are two great agencies. You know, Rubenstein's a great agency today. Dan Clores is a really great agency. Sean Cassidy's a friend and a very bright guy who runs that agency today, very good guy. Um, but I think that, you know, for me today, we're very much a New York-focused shop. I'm okay being smaller than those other two today. Um and I think that, you know, what we're about today is continuing to evolve and shape this industry, continuing to evolve and shape who we are. So, you know, you're pushing me on why did I become an entrepreneur? I became an entrepreneur to build something larger. I became an entrepreneur to give people a place to work where they could really do anything. I became an entrepreneur to give clients an option. If you want a PR agency is going to do that, that's going to kill for you. It's going to do everything smarter, creatively, differently. That's who we are, and that's what I built, and that's what I'm again. You know, we're just getting started. We are very much just getting started. Well, all right, but uh, you have been in business now, what, 16 years? What did you yes. say, 17? Yes, okay, 16. 16, 17, um, 2003 we started. So 
you uh, you were 29 when you started the 5W. All right, so now, uh, 17 years later. What are the most significant things you've learned about owning and running a PR firm that you didn't know when you first started 5W? You know, when you're going to be an entrepreneur, one of the things that you don't know is just how hard it is going to be to get people. You always think about how you're going to get clients, the hardest part of this business is continuing to find good people. I would tell you that that's something I really didn't know. Um, and it's something I think, you know, yeah. it, it's something that I really didn't know. And I think that there's a lot of really good entrepreneurs, myself included, who are good entrepreneurs and not necessarily the best managers. I think it's hard for yeah. entrepreneurs to be great managers. Yeah. So as we've grown, I've become better about having other people run this company on a day-to-day basis. I think it allows us to become a better place to work. It allows us, you know, to have different styles and different speeds for different folks. I think that that's something I didn't know. Um, and I think the amount of, you know, as much as I say I work in PR, I don't necessarily always work in PR. I work in finance. I work in HR. I work in counseling. You know, there's a lot of yeah. things that go into, you know, running a company. Um and it's not always, you know, running, you know, again, there's 170-something people here. It's not always all day about, you know, working for clients. It's about doing a bunch of different things, and that's hard. And so, you know, being a good entrepreneur of a sizable business, you got to learn to do a lot of different things. you got to learn to understand a balance sheet. you got to learn to understand, you know, psychology of people and what motivates them. And you got to understand, you know, how to speak to a client. Not, You know, again, winning, winning a piece of business and servicing a piece of business aren't always necessarily the same thing. And something for people to understand as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, um, you know, your 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 train of thought on this. Uh, when I was um, thinking through some questions to ask you, um, the I just asked you a question and you just answered it. Okay. The next question I have notes here on are is, is interesting because the question goes like this. Um, and you may have already answered it, but I may want to just probe it a little further. Um, uh, and the question is this: in, in what ways are you a different a different manager of people today than you were when you first started Five W? Or let's say, what do you look for in someone before you hire them? How do you nurture the entrepreneurial spirit? I mean, you you talked about the PR business being uh, the uh, an excellent example. Uh, to, to run a successful one, if you're not, if you if you don't have an entrepreneurial spirit to some degree, you're in the wrong business. So, h- how do you manage people that you differently than, than you did when you were a kid, basically, and 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 then versus now, and then what are you looking for in, in the people that you 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 hire? So I think you're asking two different questions, so let's go through them separately. They the are. First question, they are how different, different the first question, how are you different today than you were you know, before 10 years ago, 15 yes. years ago? So first of all, I think I've learned to listen before I speak. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. That's something I've really learned. And so you have to <laughs> listen before you speak. When, you, you know, when you're in a position of authority, when you're a CEO, people listen to you, and everything you say is really heard and absorbed. And so you've got to be careful of not speaking too much. I always, you know, for a long time I had to be the loudest person in the room. I don't feel that need anymore. Um, so I think, you know, listening before you're speaking is something very important. I think it's important to hear all, you know, it's important to hear all voices in a room. 
And um, you don't always have to treat them equally. In other words, you know, as an entrepreneur, you got to make decisions quickly. But you got to hear every option and um, then move on that option. I've learned a lot by mistake. You know, I made a lot of mistakes, some of them high profile, and some of them really cost us a lot. But I made a lot of mistakes running this business. It's something I've learned from. And then, you know, frankly, I think as a man, you know, having daughters has only strengthened me and made me a better man. I think that, you know, people as they get older and have children and have life experience allows you to, you know, add depth to your life. And um, for a lot of years, for me personally, I was only about strength and power. It's not all about that. Today, it's about finesse. It's about style. It's not always about power. And I think that those things I've learned. Um, in terms of what we look for at 5W, we look for people who are creative. We look for people who have done some life experience. We look for people with, you know, the desire to win, not just, you know, to say they want to win, but to really go out and to want to win and to do things differently. Um, you know, we like people who have had previous experience, of course, but, you know, our best employees have long always grown up here. We have people here who work here many, many, many years. And um, I think that'll probably always be the case for us. I think, you know, we really don't do well with people that came from another agency for 15 years and here's the way that they do it. Generally, people who do really well here learn our way um, and, you know, have a variety of different experience. I think that that's the case for us. So I hope I answered those two questions. Yeah. Um, well, so, so, so there's, there's, a, there's a lot. I mean, you've made it clear that there's a lot that goes into running a, a PR firm. But what I'm curious about is what, what since I'm interviewing you, um, what is it about the business that, that you like the best, uh, apart from the financial rewards, of course? Um, I love the, again, working in an agency, I love the diversity of talking to a wide, wide, wide variety of different people. You know, yesterday I started my morning with a fashion meeting CEO. Then I had a meeting with a food, with a beverage company. Then I had a music, then I had a meeting with a major music executive. Then I had a meeting with a criminal lawyer on a case. Then I had a meeting with a cannabis company. Then I ended the day. Then I ended the day with a VC. That was my day yesterday. You know how awesome that is. You're able to touch so awesome. many different things. Yeah. That's you're able to touch. That's literally. I mean, I'm looking at my schedule for yesterday, from fashion to music to food to cannabis to criminal to you know finance. I mean, that's awesome. It's so much fun. Um, you know, it's it's a blessing to be able to do that. Really, I really feel like it's just we work in a great industry. Um, you know, I think that I think that you know it's a real blessing to be able to touch so many different things um, and to work in so many different arenas. It's just you know it's just so awesome. Um, you know, I think that you know one of the things in our industry we need to continue to do is to look at people and find people who can confidently sit in the boardroom and help our clients in the areas that they're asking for help, which is more than just PR. You know, I think that, you know, our people who work here have access to the boardroom, and it's not just about, you know, people who have, you know, it, it's about people who are qualified, experienced, good communications people, and, um, you know, I think there are people that understand digital. I think there are people that understand how to think. Thinking is not just about emails and Blackberries. It's the ability to reflect on a client problem without reverting to something you've done for someone else. Um, I think it's people who are really hungry. I think it's people who are disciplined. I think it's people who are trustworthy. I think it's people who are articulate. All these things are, you know, are things that are people confident without being arrogant to put forward their case at the highest level 
and be strong and also know what to admit when they're wrong. Those are all important things. I want to drill down on one one point. One thing, though, um, you and I talked about this uh, once before, and um, it, was, it was a very interesting. I, we didn't have time to get into depth on it. I, I thought I'd, I just I just want you, you. It triggered my my memory of this conversation with you. What you just said, and and, and you said that uh, you you especially like working with with companies that have problems that they can't solve themselves or words to that effect. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, what, is that, what does that mean? What, what, what's the problem look like uh, if you're the CEO of the client company? What, 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 what is for, it that, that brands, turns you on to that? 5W has problems. We're in, we, we want to keep growing quicker. That's the problem. <laughs> I want to keep growing quicker. Our client is not somebody that's content running in place. Our client is somebody that wants more. Is it more market share? Is it better culture? Is it you know continued expansion? It's a winner mentality. Um, and I think that those are the clients that we work best with. Those are the clients that we really you know, thrive with. I think they're clients that are driven and motivated by growth, by expansion. Those are the clients that we thrive with and do best with. Well, I, I, I know you have to say uh, you love all your clients equally. It's, it's kind of like you, you do when, when you of have children. That's exactly right. Uh, so, so uh, I'm not asking you to, you know, to pick out anybody here, but and, and you and you, you you have answered this question, but I I, I just want to ask it a slightly different way. Um, what what types of clients um, and uh, the business problems and issues that that you help them handle um, that that you find are best suited to your unique personality and skill set? Our clients, again, are entrepreneurs. They're people that want to win. They're people that want to grow. Now, again, we represent Fortune 100 companies that have entrepreneur killer attitudes, and we represent, you know, really small companies. Our clients are generally people who are overachievers, who are, you know, different types of thinkers, whether that's a major food brand, whether that's a lawyer, whether that's an apparel company, whether that's a technology company. Um, I think it's a different DNA than other than, than, than other companies. You know, our decision makers are emotional. They're probably, you know, more emotional, more renaissance, more renegade, and less traditional. I think those are generally our type of clients. Mm, interesting. And that, why, why do you suppose that that, that that lines up well with with who you are. Yeah, I think that that's our mentality too. I think our mentality is um, people who you know our, our mentality is people who like to our mentality is people who like to win. Um, you know, that's that that that's what I think it is. Um, well, I don't know uh, I oh, okay. Let, let, let me ask it. Let me ask it differently. Um, you, and you, you, you mentioned this before, and I, I, I wanted to follow up with, with you on it. Um, you, you have a reputation in the business for being something of a rebel. Um, is rebel a fair way to describe you? And, and, and if it is or isn't, uh, 
well, the question one is, you know, is that a fair way to describe you? The, the question one uh, A is, uh, even if it is or isn't, uh, what don't people uh, in 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 this business know about you that you would like them to know? Uh, that's a tough question. Good interview. You know, what's the definition of a rebel? Are we a rebel? You know, am I a rebel? I'm certainly not a conventional, you know, person. I would tell you that, um, you know, I think... I'm that not- is an understatement, Mr. Tarosian. <laughs> Thankfully, I work for myself, so I set my own, you know, we set our own rules. Um, you know, I think certainly this agency isn't only about me. There's 175 really bright, really smart people here who do great work. Um you know, I think that I'm personally somebody who thinks very differently and beats to his own drum. Yes, that's important to me. Um, I don't spend much time thinking about what people think about me. Um, yeah, I will tell well, you that there's a lot of there's a lot of misomers. You know, people tell me this or this or this or that. People talk like that. People, you know, have negative. They've never spoken to me. They've never met me. Um, you know, so anybody who's you know certainly a senior person in this industry, I'd love to meet any of you. Call me and we'll have coffee, a drink. You know. But there's a lot of, you know, thoughts that just, I don't know if they're not accurate, but they're not people that have met me. So um, I'm very much a New Yorker, very grounded, very focused on building. You know, I focus my time on, you know, I I don't spend too much time thinking, well, this guy thinks this and this guy thinks that. It doesn't really, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it doesn't, you know, I don't lose sleep over it at night. Thankfully, you know, we're continuing to build, continuing to grow. 2019 has been great, you know. For me, this boy from the Bronx is like a dream come true. I spoke at Harvard Business School. American Business Business Awards gave me the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Metropolitan Magazine just said, you know, I was one of the most influential, you know, New Yorkers of 2019. These are awesome things. And I'm 44 and just getting started. And, um, you know, genuinely, I come to work every day focused on how do we do great work for clients? How do I inspire my people to do great work? So that makes me a rebel. It makes me a rebel. You know, I think that certainly we're challengers. We do well with challenger brands. Certainly, we are, you know, not conventional. And, you know, you look at the communications industry, it's completely you know, Facebook. And, you know, when I started pitching in this business, it was all about, um, it was all about, you know, it was all about fax machines, you know, when I started. You know, now we have this thing called Snapchat. You know, the world's just completely changed. So if that yeah. makes me a rebel, it's all good. You know, it's okay. Like, I, I, I don't, you know, I know that we're different than others out there. And, that, and that's very important to me. And that's good for me. It works. Well, all right. So, so, so getting back to um, at one aspect of, of what you were, what you were talking about, getting back to it, inspiring your people. Okay. Now, if I were to survey your staff, and 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 and, and, and no one had to identify themselves on the survey form, right? What do you think would be some of the most common traits your staff would pick to describe you? Hardworking, determined, focused, passionate. I think, you know, we're one of the few. I'm very charitable, so I match every employee's donation dollar for dollar. I give away 10% of my money annually. I have a family foundation. I sit on a number of boards. Um, these are, I think and hope, words that, you know, aggressive, no BS. Those are, I hope and think, words that, you know, would define me. Charitable, giving, honest, direct, straight. Um, 
You know, for a long time again, I thought I wanted to work in politics, but it's hard to be really honest to work in politics. So maybe that's why I gave up. You know, I I've never been a good poker player because you know I, my face is very readable. I'm not good at not telling the truth. I say what I think, like it or not, and um, that serves us well. It serves me well. I'm very happy. You know, I think. Well, you, you, you so you wouldn't be surprised if, um, let's say, the word tough came up or no. inscrutable. Or no. would that any of that surprise you? No. Tough is a good word. I'm sure I'm tough. We're tough. It's New York City, man. To make it here, it ain't easy. I'm a boy from the Bronx who graduated from public school. This is not an easy city. I'm really happy to be tough. Yeah, I'm tough. And I hope I'm raising All kids right. that are going to be I hope I'm raising kids that are going to be really tough. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that, you know, this is a tough industry, a tough place. And um, tough is not inconsistent with sensitive. I'm very sensitive. Very, very, very sensitive. Anybody in my personal mm-hmm. life is very well aware of that. But if you criticize me and I don't know you, I don't really care. But if you criticize me and you're close to me, it really hurts me. It really upsets me in my personal life. And people sometimes are surprised to know that. But the people close to me all know that. That you know, I'm very mm-hmm. sensitive. And um, again, sensitive is not inconsistent with tough. Thanks for that answer, man. That, that that's uh, that, that was tough. I appreciate your your candor. I really do. It's big. Um, so so now I want to ask you one of those those stupid. Give me your top three questions, okay? So so bear with me, all right? Um, what what are the top three things? We we have listeners, right? So and the listeners are not going to be Ron Tarosians. They're they're going to be owners of smaller firms, by and large. Um, some bigger firms, but there aren't that many bigger firms, okay? So the lion's share of the PR firms out there are small, relative to you. Um, so so give me your – what are the top three things you would you would tell a room full of, of young entrepreneurs or agency owners that, 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 that they, they need to know and need to do uh, before they start their own PR firm or – or to, to, to help their their agency grow. So, if you own a PR firm and you're listening to this, what I would tell you to do is first, don't be afraid if you're doing great work to ask your clients for introductions. Okay, I think too many people don't ask their clients for introductions. So, if you're doing good work, don't be afraid to ask your client to introduce you to other people. Okay, that's number one. Number two is doing great work is only part of it. You know, for me, my biggest client is 5WPR. It's always been my biggest client. If you want to grow your business, you need to focus on your business. The work is not always enough, okay? You need to also focus on your agency. So if you own an agency, are you focusing on your agency? And the other thing is I think you got to realize that you have to that you own a business. So my third tip, focus on your balance sheet. Focus on collecting cash. Focus on, you know, if you're interested in making money, focus on making sure that this is a profitable client for you. Having your dream client, but that dream client doesn't pay you, well, you might be doing good, and then that's okay if you want to do a charity. But if you're looking to build a business, that's not conducive to building a business. I find a lot of people in this industry don't focus on the business of PR, and that's really important. What would you tell them not to do? 
What would I tell them not to do? You know, I don't know that I tell anybody not to do anything because different folks are inspired by different things. You know, there's a lot of people out. I know a few agency owners who are smart people who I like a lot who enjoy working 10 to 3 and look at this as a lifestyle. And so for those people, I wouldn't tell them not to do something. I would tell them that, you know, they're living their best life. So understand who you are and what motivates you. You know, there's a lot of people who might not want to build an agency as large as 5W. It brings a lot of headache with us. You know, Rich, I used to have a lot of hair. I don't anymore. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of headaches that come with employing this many people and having this many hundreds of clients and all this responsibility. And so understand what you want. If you own a business of any size, if you own an agency of any size, understand what you want. I know somebody in this industry, a very smart person, who relocated because they were tired of living in New York and moved to another region and is very happy. And their business isn't as large, but their lifestyle is great, so they enjoy it. Understand what matters to you. I can tell you, for me, you know, again, at the age of 44, what I'm motivated by and what matters to me is what, di- what is different than when I was 34, and it'll probably be different than when I'm 54, too. You know, at this point in my career, we're probably not going to have other offices in a lot of other cities because, frankly, I enjoy waking up with my kids. I enjoy spending time with my kids. Now, in 15 years, when my kids are, you know, with God's help in college, married, living their lives, I might be wanting to travel more. And so you might see us 10, 15 years from now building out offices in other places. Right now, frankly, the biggest reason we won't do it, I want to wake up with my kids. And so I don't necessarily going to have offices in Texas and London and a lot of other places. 10 years from now, 15 years from now, as my kids get older, yeah, I might say to myself, you know what? I want to be in London for two months and build my business. Might be something I want to do. Right now, no. So you got to understand where you are in your life and how your business fits into it. Got it. Last question. Um, who, who in the uh, in the PR profession have been your, your biggest influences, and, and who are your biggest influences outside of the PR profession? So outside of the PR profession, I would tell you my mother who passed away uh, – 2013 is my hero and responsible for who I am as a man and as a person and is, you know, for me, you know, my perpetual guiding force. I have a rabbi who is very close to me, Rabbi Avi Weiss, who I listen to and speak to very, very, very regularly and is somebody that, you know, guides me. And of course, God, um, that's outside of the PR business. I would tell you inside of the PR business, um, you know, I've met and spoken to a lot of smart people in this industry. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks I think are, you know, are smart in the PR business. Um, you know, Richard Edelman, who's built, you know, the world's largest agency. Of course, he's somebody I look up to and I admire. You know, I'll tell you, Richard Edelman, who I, you know, I'm in touch with. What's amazing to me about him, owning a billion-dollar PR firm, you email him and he responds instantly. For me, it's so inspirational that, that, that you know, what he does and what he built is inspirational. Um, you know, I've spent some time over the years with um, Peter Chadlington. Um, he's a you know founder, was the founder of um, Weber Shanwick. Um, brilliant guy, really, really, yeah. really smart guy. But today, there's you know we have peers that I think are really smart, really good guys. Um, you know, Sean Cassidy of Dan Cloris, smart, good guy. Tom Coyne of Coin PR, smart, good guy. Um, you know. These are folks that I think there's a lot of smart people in this business that are building good businesses that do good work for clients. Um, you know, even that answer, Frank, you know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, how you evolve and how you grow. I wouldn't have been able to give that answer, you know, 10 years ago. Um, as you evolve and as you grow, I think you see the world differently. And, you know, and for me at the age of 44, I hope I'm not the same person that, you know, at 47. I hope I'm not the same person at 54. I want to continue to grow and evolve. And I think that that's part of being a good human being, part of being a good entrepreneur. Um, 
you know, that's my answer. Ron Tarosian, thank you for being our guest today on the PR Master Series podcast. Thank you so much for your time and wishing you only good things, and thank you so much. Thank you.